<laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's see. Are we live? We are live. We are live. Son, what up? This is Lognos Guapo coming at you from Maverick Harley Davidson, and uh, today we are gonna be talking about the uh, 2019 Electric Light Standard that Harley just uh, released today, and more importantly, the live wire. I know there's still a lot of hate going around. It's, uh, I mean, it's been advertised since 2014, and I guess there's still some haters out there, but, uh, let me know. Let me know what you're thinking. Let's see, uh, let's see if we can post some stuff here real quick. Uh, let's see. Alright, so, uh, we're on, uh, Instagram. Bing, right there, and on YouTube. Ding, right there, and, uh, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, so... Where should we start? 2019 Electroglide standard. Well, people rejoice! Rejoice! It is here, the budget touring bike that, honestly, that's what everybody wanted. It seems to me, the more I look at uh, social media and the response and reactions to it, it's it's really what people wanted. They wanted Harley to get the the perfect motorcycle that you can go touring and it's affordable, but you had to take into consideration that it's about the price of a Road King. So, what are the uh, plus and uh, minuses to that? Hmm. Yeah, well, let's start with the minuses. Alright, so no stereo. Not a big deal. A lot of people are complaining about that, but honestly, if you look at the old electric light standards, which, by the way, yes, there were. Uh, made in the past with a twin cam. I personally own one. Why? Because they are cheap. Cheap, cheap, as cheap as they can get. If you buy one used, man, you will get a good deal because they don't hold their value as well. At least the old one, the one that I personally bought, doesn't. But guess what? I still get the platform that I wanted. I get the transmission that I wanted. And we kind of get the same here. It is a stripped down model. Now, a lot of people might say, I actually haven't seen anyone say this yet, but I pretty sure at some point it's gonna be uh very uh it's gonna it's gonna be out there so a lot of people will say well it's an flhtp what's an flhtp that is a electroglide police bike well i personally think that they're very close and i mean understandably so i mean you look at the inner fairy <laughs> if you see the inner fairing of this new electroglide standard man it is I mean, it's identical. It is it is pretty much the same thing. And uh, why why would you buy electrolyte standard versus a police unit? Well, here are some of the things that you need to take into consideration. If you gain a police unit, you're essentially getting something that you're going to get uh, parts that are unique to it. What do I mean by that? So if you go to your Harley store and say, I need this wiring harness for my Electroglide and you don't specify that it's a police unit, the actually the numbers for them are not the same. And when I say the numbers, I mean the, uh, the like the stock number, the part number, sorry. So the part number is not exactly what, uh, I mean, even if they're similar, they're not because uh, the ECM and BCMs on both uh, units are going to be completely different. I don't know if I'm making any sense here. I hope I am. But if you have any questions, drop your comment below. Again, here on YouTube. Hi, everybody. 
What's up, everybody on Instagram? We're talking about the 2019 Electrolyte Standard and uh, the live wire here momentarily. But again, as I said earlier, everybody is very excited about the Electroglide. And I need to change my microphone settings here. All right. So the... Uh, the electrolyte standard again a lot of good comments a lot of positive feedback a lot of people have been complaining or not a lot but the few that i've seen the of the complaints that you've seen is the stereo doesn't have a stereo and then why would you even get that if you could get a police bike at least that is my argument right now so let's uh tackle it a little bit more well as i was saying there's a lot of parts that you won't be able uh to get or if you can get them they're very specific to a police model versus an electrolyte model and a lot of people don't know that if you haven't already have a YouTube video up on Maverick's page why or should you even consider buying a police unit well I mean at the end of the day it is a, it's a very it's a it's the same platform that you could get on any other bike but there is some things to consider such as like you know wiring harnesses the fact that you can't put a Harley stereo on a FLHTP model which is the police electroglide model and on the on the electric light standard, I'm I'm assuming that you can. I don't see why they would even use the same wiring harness as you get on a police bike, because they're getting different functions. Now, there's one thing that this new electric light has that mine doesn't, which is mine is an 06 for anyone that uh, is just tuning in or doesn't really like follow me on Instagram. By the way, follow me on Instagram as lugnuts.guapo. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I got an electro—I can't even talk right now—electroglide standard, and I bought it because it was cheap. Again, it's uh, it, if you don't know anything about electroglide standards, they made a ton of them, and they were very popular because it was a blank canvas and it was a cheap canvas and. If you know anything about Harley, you can customize anything <laughs> on it. I mean, just about everything is customizable. And, uh, hey, I have my cousin from Mexico tuning in. What's up, man? Bow! And uh, so it's it's a stripped-out version. Therefore, it's, it's, it's a cheaper version. This is what we're getting from the new Harley-Davidson. Uh, uh, we're just getting a new electric line. So one thing that the new one has that mine never did is cruise control i mean you would expect that to be standard nowadays right i mean seriously i mean the heritage has it even the previous uh softos had uh cruise control standard and now you're seeing it you know on the electric light standard which if you go back to 06 which is what i have it, it's just not there and i mean you can add it absolutely but you know the throttle uh, a throttle and fly by wire and all that kind of stuff i have to take into consideration if you're going to add that uh to something like what i have but it comes standard on the new one and it is awesome because you get entry level touring model with cruise control with a fairing you get all the gauges and you can add a stereo now again i don't know that for a fact but i can't imagine them doing the same thing that they did with the police unit which is change the wiring harness because, again, there's certain uh, amount of equipment that only belongs on those units and they're made specifically to be connected to those bikes. If you don't know this already, there is a large, large, large amount of, <laughs> of equipment with a very large sum of money are put into these uh, police units. So all that to say that they're very different. 
with this new electrolyte standard, uh, I see on their little website, uh, their little website, their website, it shows some, I think it shows reflectors on the saddlebags. I really wish that those were uh, <laughs> turn signals on the saddlebags, kind of what you get from either, uh, you know, Custom Dynamics or I think Custom Dynamics has the same lights, but um, who's the other brand? There's a lot of brands out there. Anyways, that is something that I was really excited when I kind of first saw it at a glance and when Harley first uh, released that. I was honestly very excited that that would be an option. But I after looking at the image, I mean, Harley hasn't really said anything. I feel like that's something that they would uh, pinpoint it and said, you know, this is something that comes on this bike because it doesn't come on any other bike. And that again, that is turn signals on the saddlebags. And um, they look like reflectors. Why they put that there? I mean, it's kind of a head scratcher, don't you think? I don't know. Let me know if you're st uh, now joining. Uh, comment uh, if you're on Instagram. What's up? Go ahead and uh, comment there below if you have any questions, comments, what you think about the new electric light. And on YouTube as well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and uh, drop your comments below. Uh, so, yeah, so we've talked about, okay, is it... A police unit, obviously it isn't, but it's very similar. Uh, it comes with reflectors on the saddlebags, which I honestly don't know why that they feel they need to add that on there. And uh, I wish, again, I wish those were turn signals as opposed to just reflectors, but, you know, I don't make those decisions around there. But uh, so the price is uh, essentially the same as, as a Roking, right around 19 grand. What do you get that you don't get on a Roking? Obviously, you're going to get the fairing, you're going to get the extra gauges, and... Um, a solo seat. Why a solo seat? Has anyone asked that question yet? Why, why, oh why a solo seat? That to me doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, it's all it. What what was Harley thinking when they said, oh well, you know, uh, yeah, we're gonna make it cheaper, so make it a a solo a solo touring bike. Yeah. Uh, what, what 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 do you think? Hey Karina, hola, what's up? <laughs> Got more people joining in here on Instagram and uh, on YouTube. Uh, two more. All right, awesome. So, going back to the electric light, I mean, what is, what is your thoughts with the whole solo seat? Is is the price related? I'm sure it is, but at the same time, I can't imagine having just a single two up seat. I mean, it's not like they have to redesign the whole bike to fit that, but. It comes with a solo seat. Now, <clears throat> is it was it a good move from Harley Davidson to to bring a uh, basically? I mean, it's an existing platform, which is the Milwaukee Eight, you know, Streaklight kind of a thing. But now we have something that is more affordable, and you get you know everything uh, everything from the fairing to the saddlebags. I mean, it is what a touring bike should be except it's stripped down, and a lot of people actually still enjoy that. We actually had a customer recently that bought a, a brand new FLHTP, a civilianized FLHTP, and the reason why was, I already lost my train of thought, but because I just had my buddy, uh, Mr. Trip Baker, join the conversation. I'm sure he can uh, drop some comments and pretty much correct anything that I'm saying wrong. What's up, Trip? <laughs> so if you don't know Trip, uh, go ahead and uh, check out some of the other videos here at uh, in Maverick's channel on uh, YouTube, and you'll know that he has uh, tons and tons and tons of experience. So uh, to bring everybody up to see, because I have more people joining here on Instagram, we're talking about the Electroglide standard and if it's a yay or nay situation. So so far, I think it's a, it's an awesome it's 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 awesome. 
why why would you think otherwise i mean there's a, a a cheaper uh it's it's a it's a cheap touring bike and i say that you know it's basically a, as a joke goes around here it's a road king with a fairing and uh i'm gonna throw jefferson under the bus on that one uh it is i mean it, it's it's basically kind of like a police unit as i said earlier and and it's uh what's another way of of, of putting this i mean it's it is everything that you need minus all the extra stuff that you don't need, if that makes any sense. <laughs> good, but not a new idea is what Trip is saying. Yeah, I agree. It is. It's absolutely good. And for, and that's more for the uh, customer that wants a brand new entry-level touring model and doesn't necessarily just want a windshield, but wants all the extra stuff, at least the space to put a stereo in anything like that. Now, the one thing that I kind of wish, I kind of wish I would have done this, but... I, don't, I haven't done it in a while, and Trip can probably correct me on this, but the whole uh, blonde motor, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the blonde motor on the old Electroglide. That's kind of that's what I have, and I, I mean the Dyna that I had before that had a blonde motor, but uh, the new motor is basically a chrome, kind of what you would see on a you know Street Glide standard, and I mean it it, it looks good. I mean it doesn't look bad, but. I kind of wish I, I feel like that would make it just a little bit different, you know, from from everything else. But I mean, what what do y'all think? I think I think it should have had a blonde motor. That's just again personal opinion. That's my desire in my heart. And actually, uh, recently, now that I think about it, we did a video here at uh, I believe it was here at Maverick or at Longhorn. I think it was at Longhorn talking about you know comparing a, a Sport Glide and a, and a Road King because you know they both have bags, yada yada, and. Someone had made the comment of like, man, I wish there was a tuning model that had like a little detachable fairing. That would be pretty cool. It would kind of like bridge the two. I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting point. Again, I'm pretty sure Trip has heard that one before. And I'm waiting for him to comment. I don't know if he's still listening or I bored him. Uh, he gets to see me all the time. So anyways, what do y'all think? I mean, that would that, that'd be a, a neat idea. I'm pretty sure it's been done before, but... Uh, overall, I think this is, uh, this is pretty great. There's, let's see, Trib responded, there are no models of the M8 with a blonde motor, so it would cost more to make it that way. Well, there you have it. There's the answer to my question. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's a good reason why they don't do it. I do wish they, they would have gone that route. I think it would have been great, but, uh, that's that's the reason why. But again, I, I I'm personally very excited that Harley has gone this route. It seems like they've been constantly pushing uh, all all these new models to move into the future to you know to appeal to the new the new riding generation and the people that are still buying bikes that are kind of I wouldn't say old school, but maybe already buying the you know the touring models. Maybe I mean that's I feel like that's what a lot of those people have been wanting is kind of like the newer version of the electrolyte standard. And I might be wrong. That's just kind of how I see it. it. To me, the reason I bought mine again is because it was affordable. It's a blank canvas. You can do whatever the heck you want to it. You don't have to, you know, a lot of people will buy a, a brand new street glide. And the first thing they do is take the stereo out, which seems kind of like a waste of money because the new stereo is actually pretty awesome. But I mean, they, they want a diff completely different stereo. And, uh, I, so why not have one that already is a blank slate and you can change things to it? Let's see, uh, Trip is saying, uh, 
They were original. Blonde Motor was in a lot of platforms to lower the cost of them. So there you go. So let's see. Someone's calling me and I'm not responding. There we go. Are we still live? Yes, we are. All right. So obviously, as uh, as Trip was mentioning earlier with the whole Blonde Motor situation, I mean, there were uh, there were multiple platforms when they came out, and they were really it was really there to uh, reduce cost. So, let's see. Oh, Parker. I'm sure he is uh, working real hard right now since he's just joined me live. <laughs> and he's in his office probably like across the showroom floor. <laughs> What's up, Parker? Oh, jeez. Let's see. Uh, so Trip says uh, that Blomar was on the FXST, the FXD, which is, you know, I think it's the Dyna Superglide, and the FLHT, which is the, again, the Electrolyte Standard. I think the FXST is the uh, Softail Custom, if I'm not mistaken. So... Again, I wish that I still wish that they would have gone with a blonde mirror. I think that would have been so cool to see the M8 in a blonde form. But, hey, so is life. I don't get to make those choices. But, again, they've already been making that platform in chrome and black. So, it, it makes sense that they choose one of the two. And it seems like chrome is the way that they went. Oh, yeah, soft oil standard. There you go. So, correct. Did I say soft oil standard? I don't know. I said custom, didn't I? Yeah, FXSTC is the custom, yes. See, I'm so glad Trip is on here to correct me because I will eventually mislead you. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, again, if you just joined me, there's a couple of people that just joined. Thank you for joining in to the, uh, which kind of, I guess, I, this is part of the podcast. It's been difficult to get, and it's, it's been busy around here, so we haven't been able to do our typical MLHD podcast, so... Here I am uh, running my mouth about the new electric light, and hopefully we'll get here into the live wire soon. So, uh, again, we've established that the electric light standard is probably an awesome move, and it's getting you know a lot of praise from a lot of people on you know social media and on all these other platforms. I, again, I, I I agree. It's it's a it's it's a great move forward. It's something that not it's not something that they're necessarily, in my opinion, getting. Uh, out there for the new generation. I feel like they already established that with the new Softail line and the upcoming Livewire. And to reach out to other riders that wouldn't necessarily consider Harley-Davidson, but I feel like the this new electric light standard is definitely a move in the right direction for the people that were already into Harley-Davidson and they want an entry-level touring bike, but that they want the fairing, but they don't necessarily want the you know windshield. They might want to uh, you know add something to that blank canvas that is the electric light. Um, I, I'm excited, and I actually love that new lo red logo on there on the tank. I think that I mean it's clean, it's simple, it's kind of what the electric light was supposed to be in the first place. I feel like, but you know, again, I might be wrong, but that's how that's how I feel. But what do you, you know? Is that something that you would consider purchasing at the? I think the price tag is right at right around 19 grand. Let's see, let's look it up real cool. 18.999. Yeah, 19 grand essentially. So, 19 grand. What do y'all think? Is, is it worth the money? Is it something that you think, uh, you know, it's a kind of a waste of money? Would you rather buy a Road King? I don't know. I mean, let's let's put this into consideration. Uh, let's put, compare this. Let's let's compare this to two other models. Okay, so you had the electric light standard, right? Nineteen grand. The, and the other two bikes are right around that price range that have saddlebags and at least a windshield. There's the Road King and the Heritage, and that's the Heritage standard with the 107, or of course the Road King standard with the 107 as well. So. Three platforms all around 19 grand, and which one gives you the most? I would immediately rule out the Heritage. I mean, the Heritage is an awesome motorcycle. It really is. But 
it doesn't have the touring frame and if you're going to travel long distances you probably want that touring frame you want those trailing forks so i would immediately take out the heritage and now we have the roking and the new electroglide again so excited that uh <laughs> it's that's that's happening it's finally happening so i was really curious if it was going to happen at all but it's finally here so now we have the roking standard and electroglide standard so one they both are going to give you the uh, the platform of a touring frame. Uh, what am I even saying? I'm putting words out of order, but they're uh, they're both on a touring platform, trailing forks. If you're not, let's see. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Trip just uh, sent me a little message. Again, if you don't know who Trip is, check us out on Shop Talk on our YouTube channel here, Maverick Harley Davidson, and. Um, we just built a couple of, well, we, I mean, they, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll respond to you here in a second, uh, REFXLR, but, uh, so, the, uh, we got some police units that have been, you know, that, uh, we've been building here, we built a lot of police units here at Maverick and at Longhorn, and we just put some Rockford Fosgate speakers with, you know, the perspective amp and a Bluetooth module, and those things are loud, and they're probably, I don't know how much they cost, but, I mean, Again, blank canvas, you can do whatever you want with it. I think that's a really good option. We definitely need to keep those kits in stock because it is ridiculously loud. Check that out. I'm pretty sure that we have a video on that um, momentarily on our uh, Shop Talk uh, series. So, anyways, uh, going back to uh, Airy FXLR, I think I'm saying it right or maybe wrong. I don't know. But you said uh, I wouldn't. Uh, they would need to make it a uh, two-up. I agree. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, it, it comes with a solo seat. I'm not really sure what the idea behind that was. I feel like when you think of a touring bike, you, you most of the time think about taking a, a, another person because it is a being again. It's a it's a touring frame. It's probably it, it it's just better overall if you just have a two up seat on a on a touring platform. It, it, to me, that just makes sense. A lot of people again ride solo, so I don't know who 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 am I to say right? But it comes with a solo seat. It's it almost kind of looks like uh so you, have you ever seen the the new seats on the CVOs they're kind of like two piece it seems like they took that same design and then just took the little passenger pillion out that's what it looks like to me I mean it might be a completely different design I have seen that seat uh, for sale here at the dealership before so I mean that design has been out so but then again this is not about bringing something new it's bringing something that's economical something that um, that just regular average Joes, you know, people that are not going to spend the money on a, a special road glide you know, or street glide special or even, a, I mean, obviously a CVO. I mean, it just, it makes sense that you would buy something like the Electroglide. Again, we're going back to comparing the Roking and the uh, Electroglide. The biggest difference that you're going to see, honestly, is the uh, reflectors that put on the saddlebags, which again, I <laughs> just kind of looks kind of odd to me. I, I mean, is, am I the only one? I think it would have been cool if those instead of a... Uh, uh, instead of that it would have been turn signals i think it would have been fantastic but that's that's just my opinion but the other thing that you get is obviously a fairing versus a windshield now the cool thing about roking is you can actually that that windshield is automatically uh detachable and the fairing isn't but you know if you're buying an electrical you already kind of know that so let's see a uh, trip is saying uh, a set of a set of rear foot pegs are way cheaper than the ones that you're getting on a street glide Let's see. I don't know if I read that right. A seat and a rear foot peg. Oh, I didn't even consider that since it's a so, that's a good point. 
So uh, let's see. We're going to look real quick on the Harley's website. And it shows. Wow. There is no passenger pegs. Because obviously it's a solo bike. <laughs> I, I, I just noticed that. That's kind of like a duh moment there for me. But So it's a solo seat. Obviously for one, you know, one passenger. And you're not getting passenger pegs. So you have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to buy that as well. So you're looking at pegs and a, a, a passenger pillion. This is, kind of reminds me of the Iron Man 83. A lot of people buy that not knowing that, okay, oh, I'll just buy the you know, passenger pillion and then we'll be good. And it's like, oh, wait, no, you have to buy the uh, passenger pegs. <laughs> so that's something that you need to take into consideration. That's something that a Roking standard does have that you don't get on a uh, on the, the new electric light. So they're about the same price. Obviously, there's some takeaways from each other, but... I personally would rather have that fairing because there's a lot of modification that can happen in there. I mean, again, with the Roking, you can probably add sound system. In my opinion, it looks kind of odd when you add the little pods. But uh, just as uh, Strip was saying, I mean, it is still cheaper than buying a street glide. So much cheaper. (laughs) You're looking at what I think it's like three grand, right? Uh, Somewhere around there. And uh, I'm so excited. I mean, I... A lot of people that follow Harley, that are Harley enthusiasts, are are the ones that are really like excited that, that this is happening, that this is the decision that Harley Davidson has made. And honestly, it doesn't seem like it would be hard to achieve that because you know the platform already exists. You're not creating anything new. But again, excited, so so excited. This has finally happened. It, it's great. I'm so excited. It's, it's it's kind of ridiculous that I'm excited as I am because I mean it's again it's nothing really new, but it's good in in the sense that there's something affordable for everybody else uh, that wants to get into a touring model and doesn't necessarily want a roking but wants something with a fairing. So, man, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. So I'm gonna move real quick to the uh, the live wire. We've been live for about uh, 25 minutes, so let's get the ball rolling, shall we? So you got any questions about the uh, live wire now that I have trip? Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, I'll respond here real quick to REF XLRs or buy used Electric Glide Ultra. Well, you know, I guess it depends on uh, what you know what year you're getting and whatnot. But, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I mean, a lot of people do that. They'll buy an Electric Glide uh, Ultra and then just make the, uh, make the tour pack detachable. And, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good way to go as well. It just, I mean, I'm not really sure what the price difference is on that. I'm pretty sure it's actually a little higher than uh, if you, I mean... There's a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of good things that comes when you buy a brand new motorcycle, including the warranty. And uh, Harley's actually been, is just historically been really good about that. So there's a lot of things to consider here. My bike is an 06, so obviously I'm way past that extended service plan uh, qualification. So usually it's about for those who don't know, it's about 10 years. So 2008 and newer, I think, is currently uh, that that window where you can still get a warranty and you know, still get taken care of by the company. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and move to uh, the live wire. So a lot of people still hitting on this bike. I personally think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I was talking to a trip not long ago about the company that they acquired before uh, they, they launched, they're getting ready to launch. And uh, so I think Alta Motors is uh, the company that uh, is buying that Harley bought out and you look at their bikes that they were building at the time and man those things are rad I mean just cool looking electric dirt bikes and honestly that's probably the one that I'm actually more excited than the live wire is the little bicycle mountain bike dirt bike looking thing that (laughs) that Harley is uh, uh, promoting anyways but uh, the live wire so a lot of people are still upset Uh, obviously 
not for your typical Harley rider. And if you're, I mean, if you're still not on board, I mean, I, I don't blame you. It is definitely, it's not, again, it, it was one thing to change uh, Dynas and the old softer frame to merge them into one, you know, one platform, which is the new softer frame. I mean, that was, that was a, a, a kind of a big, I mean, a big change, I would agree, but I feel like going electric is definitely uh, a bigger change. It's definitely something, I mean, it's, we're talking about not even the same motor. I mean, we're going from different, <laughs> from electric, you know, I mean, from uh, combustion to electric. So, I mean, what, what do you all think about the, let's see, uh, <laughs> Tom has responded here on uh, on YouTube. Tom is another tech here that works at Maverick Harley-Davidson. And she's like, you are so excited and you just can't hide it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Let's see. Chili uh, C22 says, uh, let's see, Harley only bought a non-controlling interest in Alta. Well, I mean, re re I, yeah, I guess I might, I was off on that. But regardless, I mean, they, they definitely... Uh, they they invested for a reason. Let's see. Not a change, but a different market. I, I again, I agree with Trip on that. I, I will always agree with Trip most of the time. Uh, I'm always have my opinions that are not very popular. But <laughs> but yeah, they, it's it's not. I mean, it's a it's a. Again, it was not necessarily a, a change. Like they're going all electric. I'm, I'm not sure that that's gonna happen. I, I mean, I might be dead before any of that happens. But. Um, Again, this is for a different market. Harley's not, and, and, and as far as we know, and I again, I don't think they'll go that direction. But I, it's they're not gonna make every single platform electric. At least I, I think we're if that were to happen, it would be in a very, very, very distant future. But again, this bike is not for your typical Harley rider. To those who complain about the range, for example. This bike ain't meant for you. I'm I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but Harley wasn't thinking about you when they made the live wire. <laughs> they made it for those who uh, wouldn't look at Harley any other way. And if you actually go and look at at other people that are like into Teslas and to all electric, man, they're really talking this bike up. Now, there's other obviously there's other electric bikes like the Zero, and uh, I think there's this bike called the Striker. And let's um, see, let me respond to this real quick. Uh, Trip says they're not trying to replace existing customers, but to gain new ones, which is exactly the the point that uh, you know we're trying to make here. It's they did they didn't make this for the existing market Harley market. They made it to those who wouldn't consider Harley otherwise. But again, if you look at vloggers that are talking about you know all electric stuff, you know everything from Teslas to new you know solar panels and whatnot, they're very very excited about this motorcycle. Now, a lot of people were very upset about the uh, price tag. I sincerely wasn't surprised. I mean, it is a tad bit higher than I was, you know, that I was thinking about. But I, it's definitely not that far from where I, I was thinking. And I'm pretty sure there's several people that work at, at dealerships that kind of felt the same way. I mean, it's not. It wasn't super surprising. A lot of people try to compare it to the zero, which they're not even on the same plane. I'm like, it just isn't. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a cousin from Mexico saying Honda, and heart emoji. That's. You're in the wrong uh, live, <laughs> live feed, my friend. But anyways, we again, forever two wheels, whatever, right? Uh, Chili C22 says, uh, Air Electric is cool, different audience, and Harley Davidson's core for sure. Uh, I, see, uh, I see it as a leap forward. I dig it, but uh, I will not be buying one. Hey, and I won't be buying one either, but I think the reason I'm not buying one is because I can't afford it at the moment. But again, I'm really excited about the, uh, the dirt bike version or the mountain bike. I'm still not sure. It kind of looks kind of looks like a mountain bike but anyways 
Uh, again, they weren't when they made this bike. They weren't thinking about you know your typical Harley rider. The range is obviously. I mean, look at the size of the bike. I mean, you you buy a Tesla, you get 300 about 300 plus miles, and you get something that's a third of the size and it gets a third of the range. I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, why is everybody so upset? And this you have to take in consideration that this is uh, highway and uh, city combined. Unlike your you know combustion you know gas combustion motors i mean on highway you probably get better gas mileage on an electric bike you get better mileage if you're in the city that's just how it is and if you actually look at uh zero's website and they tell you i mean combine it doesn't say combine it just it gets this many and uh this many miles but they're you know they're all city miles they're not taken into consideration highway miles and on top of that there's a battery pack that comes with this that you can get uh as an addition and Nobody buys it. There's like hardly any dealers will get that option ready because customers don't want it. You want to know why is because you can't do a fast charge on those things if you have that additional battery. With Harley Davidson, you you know with the stage three charging, I mean it's I think it's 35, 45 minutes to charge, and <laughs> I mean that's that's incredible. That that really is. And then again, this is not for someone that's gonna go and try to you know cross country it's not even designed that way i mean the ergonomics of it is basically a sport bike i mean just a strip is reminding me here it's like zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds um there's a reason why baggers are not designed that way <laughs> you know this is this is a performance bike and again speaking of performance uh man uh you, you get the uh, the new uh, I think it's a striker is what it's called and it's breaking all kinds of records and people are saying well that's you know that's half the price and this and that you have to understand another thing about about the striker versus the, the live wire the striker is is, is kind of like your sport I mean it really is the easiest way to compare it. it's like I mean it's essentially a sport bike and you get sport bike pricing and then you get Harley Davidson and Harley Davidson pricing but like if you look if you compare the two I mean obviously they both have you know performance uh, oriented stuff on it and you look at you look at everything else all the rest of the components and the live wire and I'm, and this is, I'm not trying to be biased here because I was at first I was kind of I didn't really know what to think but after looking into it I mean the components you get on a live wire are like there, there are just a lot more components to it. There just is. And you're also not just paying for the brand. You're also paying for the intricate dealer network that Harley-Davidson has. You're also paying for parts availability. You're paying to have your, your, your something, anything were to happen, which, by the way, it's very low maintenance on anything electric. The same with Tesla. It's the same with Fisker. It's the same with Zero. And it's going to be the same with, with the uh, Livewire. I mean, at least I hope so. I can't imagine it being any different because, I mean... It's it's electric, so there's a lot of things that you don't have to worry about, such as certain fluids and whatnot. Uh, let's see, let's chill. So you 22 said, uh, "LOL, I can't afford it either, but I'm spending thirty thousand. I'm buying a street glide special. <laughs> I don't blame you." <laughs> Again, I mean, you put your money where uh, your priorities are, right? So. Let's see what I say. Let's see. I want to test ride one when is the demo truck coming? Actually, as far as I know, uh, Harley is not necessarily uh, having a demo uh, a demo available. So uh, we, yeah, it's kind of odd. I know that we have something here in Maverick in the works to make that a possibility, but I mean, no promises. That's just that's a that's a wild uh, theory, I guess. Or not theory. That would be the right word. Let's just call it gossip. 
Might be true. I don't know. Let's see. REFXLR says, John Maxwell said that the live wire is full of new technology that will eventually trickle down to other motorcycles. And let's see. And Trip says, they are quite low vibration, no heat, cool to ride in the summer. Again, I agree uh, with that as well. Again, Trip, if he's actually, he's going to be uh, the first one they're going to certify for to work on live wire. He actually has quite a bit of experience with other electronic uh, motors. Anywhere from RC cars to a whole bunch of other stuff, which you can ask him if you ever see him. But uh, going back to Area FXLR uh, with what John Maxwell said, with you know that technology trickling down to other uh, motorcycles, it already it's already happening. And the best this uh, the best example for that is going to be the new battery. Have you all checked out that new battery? I mean, it's extremely light. The durability is. I mean, it's ridiculous compared to the old battery. It just the old batteries in general. It is pretty incredible, and that a lot of that technology again came from the uh, the live wire. So, Chelsea, to, uh, see Chelsea twenty two. Everything I read says that the zero is the biggest threat to the live wire. Has anyone done a true head to head comparison? Good, good question on that. Uh, so I'm pretty sure a lot of you that obviously, especially on YouTube, if you're on YouTube all the time, you know who Matt Laidlaw is. Go check his channel. Uh, he actually test rides both. I mean, he's been in the industry way longer than I have, and he makes really good points on how, I mean, they're again, as I said earlier in this podcast, they don't even begin to compare. I mean, they're not they're not on the same playing field. They're not even remotely close. But yeah, Chile C22, uh, go ahead on to uh, Matt Laidlaw's uh uh, YouTube page and he does a very thorough comparison. I think he actually did a really good job on that. If you can get over his uh, monotonous voice and actually make it through the end of the video, <laughs> I think you'll find that he makes some really, really good points. Uh, Trip is reminding me what the name. It's a lithium battery, and uh, HD uh, HD Connect is the other thing that you get on on the live wire that you don't get either on the Striker or the Zero. So what what is uh, HD Connect? I mean, you're basically have everything that's related to your motorcycle on an app on your phone. I mean, how cool, how cool is that? I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of motorcycles uh, that I know of. Uh, the closest thing that I can think of, especially on the new baggers, so your phone is connected, you can get CarPlay. But HD Connect is kind of a step further than that. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm really hoping that, I mean, I feel like that's something that you're going to see on, like, the new CBOs and maybe on the new... Um, Let's see, on the new baggers, uh, cellular connectivity, uh, cellular connect connectivity. This is my Spanish language is kind of kicking in. I can't even pronounce things right nowadays. But uh, yeah, cellular connectivity, you're gonna get that as well as you know standard. I mean, I mean that list just piles up so quick. I mean the amount of technology that you're getting, that's that's what you you know that's what you're gonna end up paying when you pay close to thirty grand for the new live wire. Now, torque. I mean, torque for days, instant torque. I mean, the Milwaukee 8 is impressive, believe me, but you can't compare that to an all-electric motor. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I mean, you see it in Tesla. They're about to come up with a roaster that's like, you know, 0 to 16, like 1.9 seconds, something ridiculous like that. But the new live wire, I mean, is again, 0 to 60 and 3.5, I believe is what Trip was telling me. I mean, that is absolutely amazing it's astounding really and and they one of the things that uh we hear a lot is well it's they say it's a beginner bike there's no way that that's a beginner bike especially if we're going from zero to 60 are you kidding me zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds that's not a beginner's bike that's i mean that's that's like buying a high boost and saying it's a beginner's bike well you'd be wrong because 
I mean, you have to think it's all electronic, meaning that you can actually program this bike. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how much information we have on this, but I'm pretty sure you'll be able to uh, dial it down or you can have sport mode, economic mode, or, you know, you know training wheels mode or whatever you want to call it. But this is for someone that's never ridden. You have to understand that if you know how to ride a bicycle, you might be able to figure this one out because it's just a throttle and go, right? It's like driving an automatic versus a stick car if you never driven ever in your life it's going to be easier to drive an automatic vehicle that's just the way it is you can't <laughs> i mean that is why it's a beginner bike not because of you know i don't even know where i was going with that but it's that's why that's why it is considered a beginner's bike because not only do you get the uh, chance to like dial it down and program it to where you won't kill yourself but also there's no clutch involved so there's little things that you're taking here and they're out to make it easier for new riders to get into riding. There's a lot of people that won't ride because they're so scared at the idea of all the extra things that they have to do while riding. And a lot of people won't even take the step into maybe even taking a riding course. But this could this is a game changer. This is something that uh, that people that never ridden and I mean Harley is one of the biggest. I mean it's the biggest motorcycling brand out there, and having a brand that big be uh, having a brand that big, having a, a motorcycle like that that helps people introduce themselves into the motorcycling world, that's that's just amazing. Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So trip. This is a really good point. Uh, it is a. This is for a person that wants a CVO but may not have to uh, be able to work a clutch. I mean, it's like a CVO sport bike essentially. <laughs> so, man, that's. I mean. Is, do y'all have any questions whatsoever? And if you, I mean, I feel like we've hit most of the points at this point. Again, if you're a Harley rider and you're hating on it, guess what? You can hate all you want. They didn't make this bike for you. They're not trying to please you. They feel like they already pleased you with everything else that they have on their lineup. And I mean, there's still those people that are upset that they did away with the Dyna. But you know, the new platform just outperforms. The, the Dyna and the old soft of you know, frame is more rigid and yada, yada, yada. But that's not why we're doing uh, this bit today. But, man, if you, uh, if you didn't know, I'm going to go let you know what we got going on here at Maverick real quick. Let's see. I believe we have caffeine and gasoline this weekend. And uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that. It's, uh, it starts at 9 a.m. and it goes all the way to uh, 1 p.m. And then other stuff happened right after that. So it's 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 always a good time. There's always a lot of cool cars. A lot of bikes come and show uh, show off. And yeah, it's always a good time. So come swing by this Saturday at Maverick Harley-Davidson. And uh, as well as our promotions, real quick, I'll let you know what we got going on. Uh, if you buy... Cha-ching... Uh oh, where did that go? New tires, free install with a uh, tire purchase. That's our service uh, promo promotion, and uh, there's a boom audio upgrade uh, that goes all the way to the 31st of this month of March. 15% off of installation and parts and labor, and this this is not valid on prior purchases. So again, expires at the end of this month. But let's see, Chili C22 says. Let's see, not hating here. I'm all about HD making it another 116 years. I support technology and growth. Hey, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Again, this live the live wire. That's I mean, it's it's about reaching a, a, a new base. And if you don't create something that is moving you forward, then you're you're staying stagnant or moving backwards. And this company has not 
survived 116 years just doing the same thing over and over again. Some may uh, say that, well, you know, they did, they, they've done the same air-cooled stuff over and over and over again. But yeah, but if you compare every single motor that they've done over the years with the quote-unquote same technology, they're not the same. You can't tell me that a knucklehead is exactly the same as a twin cam. It just it just isn't. Granted, there's a lot of similarities, and yeah, I mean they're all air cooled and yada yada. But it's everything changes. If you look at BMW's motorcycles, they've been using the same motor design for years, decades. Now Harley's coming out with the LifeWire, and all of a sudden people are like upset about it. Come on, come on. So I mean that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is so if you haven't already go ahead and text maverick at 76626 if you, you want to subscribe to our text pro and let you know what we got going on here at maverick harley davidson on a weekly basis uh go ahead again that's maverick that's m-a-v-e-r-i-c-k to 76626 go ahead and do that right now on your phone and uh, again thanks everybody to uh go ahead and uh joining me here live either on youtube which, there you are. Thank you so much. Thank you for that thumbs up. And again, Instagram, thank you so much to everybody that's joining in today. And uh, this podcast hopefully will be available here shortly on uh, on the MLHC podcast. I think this is uh, going to launch hopefully on Thursday. If you want to hear the whole thing, if you join in too late, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, which is on uh, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash ML dash HD or if you're on uh, have an iPhone go ahead and uh, to a podcast app and just type in MLHD and then you'll find it MLHD thanks again for joining I hope you're having a fantastic start to your week I know it's a Monday but my Monday's been going great I hope yours has to hey get some wind therapy so <laughs> that's what Chili C22 said I appreciate that and so thank you so much uh by the way who do you want to see next on this podcast um uh, I have, it's again, it's been hard to get anyone on here lately. It's just been really busy. Uh, technicians have been building police bikes like crazy. And, you know, our sales staff is, I mean, it's, it's a tough month. February, you know, January, February, March, spring is starting to roll in. So things will, you know, speed up and hopefully I get some um, fresh people in here. If not, if you heard someone that you want to see in here, again, let me know on Instagram that, again, Lucknuts are guapo. And uh, let's see, MLHD owner. I'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I just got that comment from Area FXLR. MLHD owner. Oh, okay, gotcha. You want to see the owner of uh, Maverick Harley Davidson? His long Harley Davidson. His name is Chris Calhoun. Really, really nice guy. Real cool guy. And uh, man, uh, yeah, I'll try to see if I can get him in there. He's usually pretty busy, but I'll definitely try my best. The dealer principal, Maverick HD. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'll definitely i'll definitely try to make a point to get the owner in here for this podcast uh no promises but i will definitely try my best again uh man thank you again for joining in it's been awesome 46 minutes in. i honestly didn't think i was going to make it 46 minutes seriously and thank you trip and tom for chiming in because usually my head goes all over the place and they keep me on track on on, to on this topic so thank you so much for joining us and uh in the meantime Get on your Harley and get some wind therapy. Later. <laughs>